In today's fast-paced digital landscape, attention spans are shorter than ever and consumers are increasingly accessing content on mobile devices. And to capture and hold their attention, content creators need to be strategic and efficient with their time and their money. Peter just proved my point because if short form was so good, why couldn't he deliver his point in 60 seconds? Welcome to Creator Debates, where we have stupid arguments to help creators make smart decisions. My name is Justin Moore. I'm the founder of Creator Wizard. I'm your host and referee. Today, we're talking about short form versus long form video. It's impossible to deny that people are more and more distracted these days, which is why TikTok videos and Instagram reels and YouTube shorts have absolutely absolutely blown up over the last few years. It's addictive to just keep swiping. Now, I'm someone who daily vlogged on YouTube for over three years and never missed an upload. These were 10 to 15 minute videos that took me hours to edit every single night for over a thousand days. So you would think that I would be thrilled to jump on the short form trend, right? That I would have been the first one to embrace it. I don't have to keep learning all these fancy new editing tricks. Heck, I can just make my video 30 seconds long then go lounge by a pool somewhere, right? But alas, I resisted doing any kind of short form video for years, which was really stupid and short-sighted. But in my heart of hearts, I felt like long form video is just how you truly connect with people. But you know, I've come to believe that's also pretty short-sighted. And I'll be honest, I kind of waffle back and forth every other day between the two. I just don't know what I'm doing. Which is why I asked two experts here today to settle this debate once and for all. Peter Hollins is a creator, investor, and advisor who is obsessed with helping creatives. He's also an incredible singer and producer with more than 7 million followers, where his acapella videos have reached more than a billion views since 2011, and has recently founded in-house creators, getting creators placed with companies and getting paid. Roberto Blake, on the other hand, is a creative entrepreneur, YouTube certified educator, keynote speaker, and content creator with over 550,000 subscribers. He's also a best-selling author and leading voice in the creator economy. So by the end of this episode, you'll know whether focusing on short form or long form video is the smarter move for you as a creator, if it's easier to grow or make more money in certain niches, and honestly, the only thing I really care about, who is a better creator debater, Peter or Roberto? So let's get into opening arguments. Peter, you're up first. Why do you believe most creators should be focusing on short form video right now? You have two minutes. Ah, thank you. Well, first of all, it is absolutely awesome to be here with y'all. Uh, sometimes less really is more. And with video, this is the case. In today's fast-paced digital landscape, attention spans are shorter than ever and consumers are increasingly accessing content on mobile devices. And to capture and hold their attention, content creators need to be strategic and efficient with their time and their money. And that's where short-term video really comes in. Not only is it cost-effective and efficient to produce, but it's also better suited for social media platforms algorithms, which have specifically designed to quickly capture and hold viewers' attention. It's flexible and versatile, allowing content creators to repurpose it across all social media platforms, and it's ideal for mobile viewing, which is where the vast majority of content is consumed. Furthermore, research shows that short-form video content can have a significant creator impact, even with short attention spans. In fact, video impressions under two seconds can result in 38% creator recall, 23% creator awareness, and 25% purchase intent, according to Nielsen. So when it comes to content creation in 2020, 
2023 and beyond, the answer is clear to me. Sometimes less really is more and short form video content is the key to success. Now I need to personalize this. Mobile is number one. On my content alone since 2016, mobile has been number one, even peaking as high as 95% of all watch time as of a day of Q4 last year. 95%. This is the future and you need to build content for the products that people are consuming it on. So ask yourself this one question. When was the last time someone shared you a long form video? Because your families and friends share short form videos with you, I dare to guess. And if your desire is to gain new eyeballs and new attention, don't you think that you should be prioritizing short form content? Facebook recently released data that on mobile, the average consumer's attention span is down to 1.7 seconds, 1.7 seconds. And to combat this shorts, reels and TikToks and all these platforms have like literally productized a way to grab our attention like crack. And you have to use this to your advantage. And participation and collaboration breeds community and against popular belief, short form content can create community by incorporating collaborations built off of the duet features to get their content and their community to try something new, share insights and participate in competitions and trends and be vulnerable with their fellow creators. I'm, okay, I'm assuming that's okay, two okay. You're good. You got to you got to seed your time here because, well, first of all, very compelling to bring in those statistics. Uh, not sure you were prepared for that, Roberto. We'll see. Uh, but you also give some per some personal anecdotes, which I appreciated. So, Roberto, it's your turn. Why is long form video clearly superior to short form? Two minutes. Peter just proved my point because if his, if short form was so good, why couldn't he deliver his point in sixty seconds? He needed. A whole oh, two minutes. Oh, because we're given two minutes. See, that's a little spicy. I can get a little spicy. So here's the thing. Short form may indeed be the, the future when it comes to YouTube in theory as a platform, but that's theoretical and you're betting on potential. The, the proof is in the present and the proof is in the past. The future is theoretical and unknown, but the present and the past can be observed, measured, and verified. And what we know is true is that YouTube has put 18 years of resources into long form content compared to three years of resources into short form content. So we know that. And then company puts its money where its mouth is. The reality is this. Short-form content creators do not earn as much as long-form content creators. So the thing is, if you want to be a creator as a career, you probably can't make a career nearly as easily on short-form content because the reality is that YouTube short-form with um, shorts ads in the feed now pays literally one hundredth, one one hundredth of what regular videos pay in just the least earning niches in YouTube, the lowest earning niches in YouTube. Short form, therefore, is also low hanging fruit and it's rewarded the least by YouTube and rewarded the least by consumers with the thing that matters. You can have people support you with your eyeballs at scale, but they're making the lowest commitment possible to you because supporting you, really supporting you, is not supporting you with your eyeballs, but supporting you with your wallets. No offense to the people who can't afford to do that, but the reality is that's not what keeps the engine of your success running as a content creator. As a content creator, you need to be able to do what you're passionate about, but that passion can turn very quickly when what you're passionate about isn't profitable enough to take care of you and take care of your family or to feed back into the content that your audience deserves to make it better and to grow. The strongest and most successful content creators are the most profitable content creators because they're able to do what things like Air Rack and Mr. Beast do. Right down to the buzzer. So very interesting and, and I think a good opportunity to get into round one, which is all about 
audience growth. Okay, and Roberto, I want to start with you on this one. Uh, everyone is always uh, obsessed with the vanity metrics, right? Of how many oh followers they have or how many subscribers they have. But uh, increasingly, it seems like that number is kind of irrelevant since most viewers just consume you know what is on their you know FYP or their YouTube homepage or whatever. So so do you believe that 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 still matters? And is there a difference in kind of the quality of follower that that consumes your your long form content? Two minutes. Creators preach quality over quantity all the time, and they preach it exclusively on content, which in a way, while preaching that, is actually a disservice to working class content creators. Working class content creators cannot be quality over quantity because they don't have access to quality over quantity at the beginning of their journey because they don't have the time freedom to do it as working class people. They don't have the investment capital to do it because it's the disposable income they have left after living. They don't have the manpower because typically the people around them can't commit to helping them with their content and they don't have the experience in order to be efficient at what they create. So they don't have access to make but so high of a threshold of acceptable quality on content. However, what they can have qualitatively is they can have a quality over quantity audience, meaning they might have less people, but they might have more committed people, more devoted people and people who show up for them and people who are loyal to them and people invested in seeing their growth and seeing their journey from the beginning and from the bottom when they don't have all of these wow, buzz, yee things that like the biggest creators have. So for working class content creators, what is valuable now is also that the the adjustments to YouTube live streaming has actually been prolific in giving them access to the ability to get monetized faster and monetized much more profitably through fan funding directly from the people who support them with their wallets, not just their eyeballs. And creators who are doing that, especially with YouTube's new investment into their podcasting initiatives paired with live, shows that long form can be alive and well and its depth with the audience, not just in terms of the engagement, but with the financial support being at depth as well compared to making 100th of that money for the same attention when it comes to short form content. Short form content creators are not rewarded financially. Long form content creators are. And at the end of the day, if you're a working class creator or you're anyone over 25, it's going to matter financially what the profitability and impact for the dollar to hour value ratio is for your time, energy, commitment, and how your audience ultimately supports you. Interesting. Um, so I, I'm not sure if you're over 25 or not, Peter, but uh, I thought that uh, that was a very interesting argument um, from Roberto. And so, Peter, I want to bring uh, you in here. Um, you know, there's lots of creators that have blown up over the last few years off the back of short form content. Right. Um, do you think it's because the platforms have just been juicing the algorithm to promote that format? And also, do you think you can actually build a connection with a follower that only watches you on short form? Two minutes. Awesome. Um, I, I definitely think that it's been very obvious the past few years, especially like with the rollout with YouTube, that internally it's like priority number one. I mean, it, it sent like shockwaves across uh, the internal like engineer staff and like time and priority and money going towards building shorts out. I think they saw this coming and they just started freaking out. So, yes, they're absolutely prioritizing it. You can see it in a lot of the the shorts that you up, so upload a lot of the times it just gets goosed out of out of nowhere and all of a sudden you like got a quarter of a million views um they're they're doing it they're trying things out and so they definitely need to be able to catching up with catch up with tiktok and so i think they have um and i did i obviously did, did some research on this the creators who upload both long form and short form uh on youtube see absolutely longer overall watch time and as far as like um 
Let's see. And, and according to YouTube's latest culture and trends, 59% of Gen Z use short form videos apps to discover things that they then watch longer versions of, which obviously I have to concede at some point is very essential to your to your entire uh, uh, creator journey. But I can get to that later. But also, um, it's very, very in, insane to look at YouTube Shorts that already has 1.5 billion monthly active users and 30 billion daily views. And Neil, like the new CEO, just recently came out and said that Shorts will be an integral part of the platform moving forward. Um, I don't even remember your other question. All the uh, connection. Yeah, I, I, I mean, even even. Even earlier, I think I, I, I specified that like that there's actually data from Nielsen specifying that like very short attention spans really do can create a connection, like a real connection with their community, and they're and they're productizing it in a way that allows you to like collaborate and and work together on on being part of the journey, being part of the creator's journey. Um, and so I think you can definitely do it. I think there's the most organic, real, authentic content coming from short form, because it's not like it's not a product. You're a person in short form, and you're a product in the and like when you produce it, and you put so much time and money and energy into it. A lot of the time, not always. All right, very interesting, Peter. That is the end of round one. So let's move on to round two uh, and uh, let's talk about money. Okay, so Peter, want to go to you first on this one. Uh, I know Roberto's answer here, but do you agree that creator funds kind of suck, right? And I, and I know that obviously YouTube recently announced, you know, monetization for shorts and, you know, Instagram has had different bonus programs, all this stuff too. Uh, I think kind of the jury is still out on exactly what that's going to look like from, from YouTube's perspectives, perspective. But if I am a creator, is it possible to earn a sustainable income from short form content? Two minutes. Well, I mean, as far as the creator funds, I think this is gimmicky and just something that anything, like, anything. It could be it could be funds. It could be anything. Sure, sure. But just to touch on that briefly, I think it's gimmicky and, and platforms that haven't really truly created enough like value for the creator are doing it just to like as a PR push. I think it's really valuable for like a lot of Gen Z creators that just are needing to start getting something going. But yes, you need consistent revenue to build a career. Um, and and you it, now that Facebook went to the wayside in May of 2021 when Apple went to war with it, uh, YouTube and Google specifically have the best ads platform in the apps in the entire world. And so, yes, like Roberto so uh, eloquently said earlier, it's like, you know, a hundredth of what the value is on long form. But the future, I'm just going to say it. Sure, I could be like creating generalities and just like guessing. But the future is one in which they are going to figure it out and, and eyeballs equal money. And as the advertisers come and start utilizing short form in the way that it needs to be done, creating authentic content, storytelling, that's where all the money's going to be, be, be focused. And thus, like, we're going to get paid not necessarily as equally, but like it, more money will be coming. And so um, TikTok is is paying out like 50 percent what the current um, monetization of, on YouTube is. But I think that's going to accelerate at an, at an incredible rate. Um, short form, in my opinion, is utilized specifically for acquisition of eyeballs and new people. And then you need to funnel them into multiple different cookie jars outside of your social media, right? You need to have data acquisition and be really purposeful of where you push them, why you push them. So like, I think every single creator needs to have a Patreon campaign and have consistent revenue always coming in and then structure your business from there. But yeah, the short form is, is literally yeah, like all like the, the, the funds and stuff like right now, it's not enough. It's not enough. I think it will be, but we're not there yet. Interesting. Uh, Roberto, obviously, when it comes to uh, long form monetization, 
the 1,200-pound gorillas, YouTube, right? Uh, I mean, AdSense is, is tried and true, like you mentioned. Um, but it can take a really long time to get monetized in the first place, right? RPMs can vary hugely from niche to niche. You can get demonetized. Tell, tell me why you think there's way more upside to make money from long-form video. Two minutes. There's more upside because that's what has happened, and that's the thing we can prove, verify, and observe. The largest, highest earning creators across any niche in any vertical are long-form content creators, period, end of story. The least paid content creators are those who aren't monetized in the first place, usually because what? They can't qualify for monetization because they couldn't get the watch time, which comes down to a retention problem more than an acquisition problem. They can get all these views but not get the watch time, which watch time is the most accurate measurement of your enjoyment. That's why I don't agree with short form. Short form is low-hanging fruit. Low-hanging fruit is acquisition. Get a bunch of people. It's not about the relationships that you you get. It's about the relationships that you retain. And it's about the connection you retain. And the best measurement of support, aside from money, is time. Because time is actually even a better measurement of it, because we only have 24 hours in a day. So when a viewer and when a when a viewer and an audience member allocates and dedicates and makes giving you time a priority, knowing that it's not going to be short, knowing that I'm not in and out in 30 seconds, it's a real commitment. Because there's no commitment required to consume short form content. That's why it scales so well. But that lack of commitment is why it's underpriced among advertisers. And I'm a Google AdWords formally certified advertiser, and I'm a current Google AdWords advertiser. So I actually see the back end of that in addition to the end of being the back end of being a creator and the front end of being a consumer. So I actually have all three perspectives, the consumer, the creator, and the advertiser in mind when I say this. And that's the reason that advertisers are not putting money into this. In addition to that, short form is an experimental ad uh, format so there will just be less advertisers doing it will that increase in the future embracing it yes but again if you want to be successful you can't exclusively bet on the future you have to live in the world as it exists and in the present and it's not right if you are a beginning content creator small content creator to look at shorts as anything but an onboarding strategy and its primary value is to onboard people to your long form if you're going to use it. I'm not saying don't make short form content. I'm saying it's the content you're rewarded the least for and that there's the least upside currently for. Man, things are getting kind of heated in here. I could tell that there was a lot of passion coming come, coming behind that, Roberto. And Peter, I'm sure you want to chime in on that. But first, a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by ConvertKit and their craft and commerce conference, which is happening June 8th to the 10th in Boise, Idaho. And tickets are going fast. This three-day event is designed to help you connect with fellow creators, learn from experts, and discover tools and strategies to grow your business. Craft and commerce includes inspiring keynotes, workshops, like one from me, meetups, live ConvertKit support, and social events. This is the perfect opportunity to gain valuable insights, network with your peers, and have a blast doing it. Right now, you can take $50 off your craft and commerce ticket. Want to bring a friend? You'll save even more. Go to conference.convertkit.com. That's conference.convertkit.com. So Peter, you got any uh, counterpoints to Roberto's argument? One minute. No, I mean, I think there's, I think there's, there's a lot there. I think there's a, uh, uh, there's some, some subjective things in my mind in terms of, I, I've based my entire career off of, of, off of always looking forward and always basing off of my, all my decisions off of technology and like getting rumors of what's being built and being focused on um, in, internally at different platforms. And so, I mean, I just, I'm, I'm very much like of the belief that I see the vision of there being lots and lots of value happening, both in terms of monetization and acquisition, vis-a-vis uh, -vis shorts in the future. But yeah, not right now. Like I already, can, I already, I already said that. But 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 in but in terms of being able to utilize short form, almost kind of like a, uh, a a training zone for whether or not 
um, uh, certain content works or not. Like, is this resonating with your audience? Like, you can just create so much different iterations until you're like, oh, dang, that really worked. And then you can go back and spend the time and money it takes to really base short form formats off of it. I think it's a really great way to figure out series. Like, it's 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 yeah, it's acquisition, but it's also like a training ground. Like, do I like this? Is this some, is this working? Like, are these ten ideas something that I really want to focus on? I can't argue the fact that it's not paying out. I can see it myself, right? But I do believe that it's the future. Well, I mean, at, at the very least, one, one thing that I think is pretty fascinating is that, you know, you came from a, you know, a, a very long career of doing long form video and you pretty nimbly shifted into doing this new content format, which is not every creator is is willing to do that. So oh my gosh. I applaud I was so, you for that I was, at the very I, I was, least. To your intro, I was exactly the same place. I was like curmudgeonly. I'm like, I'm not changing anything. This short form thing is stupid. <laughs> But then I was like, oh, actually, this is kind of fun. And after doing the same freaking thing for 11 years, I'm like, this is cool. Interesting. Well, congratulations, gentlemen. That is the end of round two. Okay, so let's get in to round three, which is where I'm going to make you argue each other's opinions. Okay, so Roberto, give me your best argument for why Peter's a genius. And if it were you, here's how you'd utilize short form video to grow your business. Two minutes. Shortform offers speed and scale. It is accessible to young content creators who don't have a lot of resources. The threshold of acceptable quality among viewers is very minimal because of the low commitment that they have to make to do it. And that means you also have a lot of room for experimentation, which also um, definitely fundamentally supports young and new content creators because they don't know what they have. They don't know their niche. They don't know who their audience is. So it's wildly um, viable for experimentation. It's great for people who are multi-passionate and don't know what they want to commit to just yet. So the low commitment level actually favors expression and experimentation highly. It's not great on the monetization aspect. However, that's direct monetization if you focus on on-platform monetization. With the large attention that you can get at scale, then even if a fraction of a percent of those people can be converted to something else you offer that is zero cost to make, such as merch using platforms like Spreadshop. Yes, I'm sponsored by Spreadshop and things like that at zero cost <laughs> to entry. You can promote that and promote your own merch and do that. If you can do that, you can prove yourself by your own product sales to sponsors. There's uh, for booktubers opportunities with Amazon affiliate link because you have that many people that are interested in books at scale to then click on Amazon. Maybe they get you get money from all their other purchases in a 24-hour cookie cycle. If you're doing question and answer, you're in the niche for tech or SaaS. It's not even a 24-hour cookie. Then it's 30-hour cookie, uh, sorry, 30-day cookie, and you have all this massive reach. So speed, scale, ease of use, ease of accessibility, lower threshold of acceptable quality allows that. Upload. It doesn't give you the notification limits of YouTube of like three a day on that if you're concerned about that. Now, you shouldn't actually really worry about the upload limit, but shorts, it makes sense as a short creator to go five, eight, 10 a day. So the thing is, that also gives you more opportunities for rapid growth, more for discovery, massive shareability in shorts, most shared thing, and it has that benefit and value. So the thing is, you need less resources to produce it, and you need less time to find something provable. You have more opportunities for expansion and experimentation, and so that's the benefit. Wow, that was pretty compelling. Uh, <laughs> pretty good, I can Roberto. argue anything. Uh, I can argue anything. I can argue anything. Well, well, uh, well, okay. Do you want to so, come and argue so Peter, bedtime at uh, my house? Because that's what I need help with, Roberto. I feel like I would pay you so much money. You could just handle that. I'll, I'll pay you on the monthly. I'll put you on a five-year contract. Done. Please. 
Well, Peter, uh, your turn. Imagine someone just kind of like slapped slapped your phone out of your hand and said, "No, stop it!" And no, they made I- you dust off. They made you dust off your old DSLR and forced you to make only long form video from here on out. What's your strategy? Two minutes. I'm going to go back to the intro that you set set Mr. Uh, Roberto on and say, uh, "Yeah, he is a genius." Thus, like he made so many great points. Um, and I do believe that you could re- you could debate anything. I think I think being someone that's in a, a vertical and a niche that is always looked and has always been looked at as a product due to like the entire MTV cycle of the last like three and a half decades. Um, I, I yearn, I yearn for the ability to create like super, super long form content and be that creator that, uh, you know, has an hour and a half long podcast so that people are falling to sleep to my voice, thus creating real intimate um, community and like connection, like uh, on the fan acquisition model, like if I was a podcaster and I had my following, like, dear Lord, the things I could do, the conversion rate and moving people off when you're just doing music or just short form uh, to, to Roberto's point is is much less right, I, and I I, uh, I I truly believe that you have to have long form content as part of your strategy. Number one, within within my world, like long form content is like the reoccurring revenue because I'm creating little pieces of IP that I own in perpetuity that pay me forever across all these other platforms. Whether we're talking about Amazon or Spotify, and and, and creators need to be able to have their hand in every cookie jar. But specifically in ter- in terms of like audience retention of having somebody watch you to Roberto's point, having people's time and focus on you, the person is so vital because when you naturally pivot and start creating new content, if they fall in love with you, the person, instead of you, the product, they'll follow you forever. And like the thousand fan model truly does exist once you can establish those relationships. It's harder on, on short form, but on long form, it, it happens so much easier. So you can create an incredible business, even like a seven figure business, even if you only have like you know, a following of like 10 or 25,000, if you're like in finance and you're providing true value. So that like beautiful cyclical service of like creating content, they grab it, they love it and they provide it back, whether it's like through memberships or like subscription service, like whatever. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's important. Well, Peter, Roberto, it's time to make your final appeal on the other end of your camera, on the other end of that microphone is a creator who is relying on you to make this tough decision. Convince them why long-form video or short-form video is the best move for them right now as a creator. Roberto, you're up first. You have one minute. YouTube has invested a lot in shorts over the last three years, but they've invested even more in long form over the last 18 years, and it's ultimately their bread and butter. It's ultimately what they're known for. Yes, short form is a Gen Z play. But that's about onboarding and acquisition. And the thing is, everyone grows up and sells out. Eventually, they're going to care more about money than they do about attention. It's low-hanging fruit. It's fast attention. Everyone grows up and sells out. And what will happen is eventually, they will realize they are not valued and paid nearly enough for all the effort that they put into their short form. And it will be nothing more than an onboarding tool to their long-form content that ultimately pays them out more. They will then also want to use this for YouTube's new podcasting initiative, the thing that they're disproportionately going to put work into over the next three years as they now try to compete with Spotify because they've already destroyed TikTok. It's already a fait accompli. So they're going to go there because there's more opportunity for ad distribution, ad revenue with hyper long form in the form of podcast and live streaming. YouTube Super Chats is the highest paying opportunity right now 
for long form content creators because of the super chats, the memberships, and the ad revenue on top of it, and the ability to have sponsored content and multiple sponsors in long form. So long form live streaming podcast is the highest disproportionate paying opportunity in YouTube. And the minute everyone ages up into paying their bills and paying a mortgage, they know where their bread is butter and so does YouTube because shorts is not keeping the lights on over at YouTube. It is a tool that YouTube is using and has put the resources in for one reason and one reason only, the absolute destruction and annihilation of TikTok. And now that mission's accomplished it is back to business, my friend, capitalism at work for the win. So YouTube knows what the deal is. Stick with a winner. Stick with what YouTube gets paid the most for. Align yourself to YouTube's success because creator funds don't pay jack and neither do shorts ads. I let you go over time on that one, Roberto, because uh, I wanted to hear where that was going. You did for my comedic value alone. <laughs> I got, and so you can give Peter <laughs> yeah. an extra 30 seconds because I just needed to roast TikTok and get my jokes in. So Peter can have another 30 seconds. Your final appeal, Peter, 90 seconds. Yeah, I mean, I... I, I, I I truly believe in the, the the need to be able to iterate until you find out a a format that that you love that actually also resonates with your audience if you are a newer creator. And the easiest way to do that, you know, is with your phone and is with with a short form video. I, I also like really, really beg for you to focus on creating such like authentic real content and, and being as much of a storyteller as possible and I feel like it's a really great way to kind of like get your masters in like content creation by utilizing your time and energy and creating as much short form content as possible until you figure out what you like what you don't like what resonates what re what doesn't resonate and then as you hopefully move out of your your parents house if you started when you were there so you have low costs um, then you start you start creating the long form content that you put your more time and energy and love into um but the, the the necessity in my opinion for you to not only focus both on short and for, short and long form content but like really diversify your income i wouldn't i, I really just I, I hate the word sellout and, and it's something that is so like, i use it sarcastically like, pre prevalent within the music industry <laughs> and and um it bothers me to no end because it's so important for young creators to understand that you're building a digital media company and and you are you are you are a brand, you are a company, you are a business. And so you deserve to get paid for your time and energy and value that you provide to the world. So I think short form is quintessential. I think long form is very, very, very important to get them further and further down the fan acquisition funnel. And it's easier to convert to people who have digested longer. Um, but you can also get just as much eyeballs and time and attention on your short form. And in my, in my opinion, my, my vision for the future is one in which short form and the way that we're doing the slot machine and, and then creating this crack cocaine for the world it's gonna it's gonna be we're, we're gonna be vertical formatting and like coming to some like middle in intersection between what what roberto and I, and i am talking about where you have long form content but in vertical format because for the way that it's going to be digested on a product basis i just truly feel that like thumbnails and titles are no longer going to be a thing like it's just going to start the second you press that button the, the second you like even pick up your phone you're going to be starting to digest content and so uh, uh yeah just figure out your craft and if you're an old freaking geezer like me you've been doing this so long doing short form content is fun it, it's like refreshing and it helps burnout and it helps like kind of like thinking about like wow I, I used to really love this and this is like a good feeling but it doesn't pay enough yet but i think it's really a yet well 
fascinating, fascinating discussion. Thank you so much, Peter and Roberto. And now you, dear creator, watching and or listening, who won this creator debate? Uh, you can vote by clicking the link in the episode description or letting us know on social media by tagging at Creator Debates. You can tag Peter. You can tag Roberto. Uh, and so, Peter, uh, hit us with the call to action. Where can people uh, learn more and, and follow you on social media? Yeah, thank you. First of all, Roberto, you're awesome. I always love hearing you speak. I so I so uh, respect you and, and your ideas and just everything about you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Peter Hollins, I'm I'm on I'm on the YouTubes. I'm on the TikTokers. I'm on the Twitters. I really believe now in like building uh, companies and businesses that can really truly pay creators. I really adopted that from Jack Conti um, with all my time advising Patreon. I'm a very biased Patreon supporter. Um, so I, yeah, I created a, a company just recently called In-House Creators. I really believe the future is one in which companies will be hiring creators in-house and providing like the same like value to creators as they currently do engineers. I think the the entire movement of AI is going to make creators minds and innovate innovation like be like so vital i don't think companies get it yet i think it's gonna be really fun to see and watch it happen i want to champion that i think brands have all the money companies have all the money creators don't we have incredible value and they need to pay us and i didn't say it i just <laughs> am very passionate about that <laughs> well why i love uh, following you peter uh you know i've looked up to you for so many years dude and back in the early days of youtube People were not really turning their crafts into businesses, and, and you were one of the early uh, trailblazers, and it's been so yeah. satisfying seeing your continued success and, and especially your advocacy uh, to help the next generation of creators. So thank you. Yeah. I love Peter. I love that you're an OG in the space. You've been a great yeah. friend to me over the years and everything like that. I always enjoy when I see you or hear from you in text and everything like that. You always are checking up on me, and I really appreciate it. And you know, I love that you're building. I want to talk to you on my show, on my podcast, um, about... Um, uh, in-house creators, also about short form and also about just even your own journey and just how long you've been doing all of this and everything like that. Cause you are one of the OGs in the space. You embody the philosophy. My call to action, my thing, uh, is if anybody wants to, they can, uh, get my book, create something awesome, how creators are profiting from their passion in the creator economy. I really think that it's a great book, whether you're a beginner, intermediate, or even if you're an OG advanced creator and you even feel some kind of way about it. Uh, so you can get that on Amazon, Barnes and Noble and everywhere books are sold. And for those of you who can't afford it, you can actually request it into your local library. It's also on the Libby app for those of you who use the Libby app with your local library. You can find me at Roberto Blake on all of these socials, especially on Twitter. You can ask me questions for free and I will probably actually turn your question into a YouTube short via Peter's advice because I can just leverage the reach of the search engine and just answer every question in 60 seconds or less and just have a hundred of those and then I'll be able to tell you if it does anything. I sucked at my call to action. Awesome. Inhousecreators.com. If you want to get paid consistently, do it. There we there we go. Done. Uh, well, why I love uh, following you, Roberto, you know, every time I go to a conference, whether it's VidCon or CEX or whatever, uh, after every single keynote or talk that you give, you get absolutely mobbed by attendees. And I've seen this actually happen multiple times. I'll come back like 30 minutes, hour later, and I'll see you still standing there talking with like every last one of those creators. Every single one of them. Uh, and, and honestly, every not everyone question. sees. Yeah, every, every single one, one of them. And, and not that. every and not everyone's not every Everyone sees how much you, you care about helping people, especially in these yeah. kind of interactions. And I just wanted to kind of share that anecdote because I think it's the perfect testament to why you deserve all the success that you've had over the years. And thank so, you, so thank thanks you so for much. All you do, man. I really appreciate that. Finally, you, dear creator, do you want to hear Creator Debates After Dark? Make sure to click the link 
down below if you want to get access to the spiciest of hot takes from Peter and Roberto. And I'd love for you to leave a quick review wherever you're watching or listening. It would mean so, so much to me and help the podcast reach more creators out there. Until next time. 